0: So we stood pitch side at the uh, reserves game, home to Mullen. Mullan. Uh, we've just kicked off, we're about three minutes in. Um, it's fair to say, I'm still with the manager of the first team, Harry Gibbs. It's fair to say, Harry, the uh, wind's as strong as you'd expect it to be on a day like this at Alvington.
1: Yeah, it's never good down here on the best of days, is it? And Today's pretty uh, pretty tough, but the reserves have started pretty well with the uh, conditions so far. So
0: may it continue. <laughs> and we're about three minutes into the game and already we've had two chances in the corner and you've got to say we should be at least one nil, up, shouldn't we? Yeah, all, I think we're a bit unlucky there. He got
1: his man to the front post and just, just put a shot wide and there's was a great ball in from Liam but they have started on fire and I don't think it's going to be too long to we've won the luck going on what's happening so far.
0: So fingers crossed we'll keep you posted. It's half-time in the reserves game and we're 2-0 up. Um, it's been a fairly comfortable performance in the first half we haven't really had too much trouble down the defensive end no
1: I don't think they've got in our final third once to be honest um, it's, yeah it's been all one way traffic and they benefit
0: benefited to be more without and, 11, doubt. and it's, a, it's a very windy effective game I mean watching this game is, the only thing could be worse is sleet or snow as well as the wind couldn't it it's pretty horrendous yeah it's very cold wind blowing across the pitch uh, got my phone was on <laughs> it's good to see you well prepared I mean if you look at the corner flags each one's blowing in a different direction which has got to make it quite difficult for the players Yeah definitely they kept the ball on the ground really well to be fair it's been smashing it across the field so yeah they played really well in these conditions and 2 and up at half time it's a game you've got to like see out if you've got title aspirations um, I think although they say there is a swirling wind and it's it's probably been in our favour first half though overall we've got to cope with that defensively second half
1: Yeah I'm not quite sure if it is completely behind us the wind but it certainly seemed, seemed to be in our favour and in these conditions certainly one of those games you don't want to go behind because when you're playing against the wind behind it's obviously very difficult so yeah important going into an up, up
0: down. Okay. and we'll be pleased and three-quarters of this game will be good so do you think you can see it out really. yeah definitely they've really done a lot have they to be fair um, they just yeah i can't see them even scoring okay Let's see if our, our hopes and predictions come true. We're in the dying minutes of the second half here and it's now Westlands 4, Corf mullin 0. Uh, a game that really we've controlled both halves of. Yeah, the second half's been pretty much to watch, I think. Um, but they've ground out a result. A um, few chances missed again. Same as the first half. But it looks like there's going to be three points, is the main thing. No, not the best games to watch uh, but partly partly due to the conditions we're watching in we are all absolutely freezing but again Harry you know four under 18s on the pitch at the start so it's, it's really good to see us with these young players on and going on to win games
1: Yeah, yeah the reserves have coped uh, really well the conditions and the under 18s in particular really good today and they've been lively Energetic and really good with the ball when they've
0: had it so it's, been, it's actually been quite good to watch I think <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the full time whistle well done boys 4-0 victory and uh, we'll try and get some management reaction when we get back to the pub because that's where we're all headed straight away Welcome aboard to the latest Western Sports Football Club podcast. Only one game the weekend, and it saw the reserves chalk up another impressive victory in somewhat blustery conditions. We've set a first for us and tried to have a go at editing this, so with a bit of luck, you'll already have heard a couple of clips of us discussing the game as we were watching it, rather than remembering it through the haze of a silver lining and alcohol. Hopefully the sound made it through the wind, and and also with the cold temperatures, you can still hear us. Even though it was impossible for our brains and mouths to work normally We'll try and add some meat to the bones in this section And keep our fingers crossed, you get to hear the whole episode And our lack of ability with technology doesn't get in the way It's Tuesday the 19th of March And with me tonight are Josh Payne, Ari Gibbs and Matty Phillips So, just to touch on uh, first team Ari um, We were supposed to play at Corfe Castle um, It was called off due to a pitch Obviously the game... At Wareham, two or three miles down the road was also called off as a waterlogged pitch, but being called off at sort of quarter to twelve was a, a little disappointing when we're sort of all heading out really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was on my way to the bus to start to the meeting and it was obviously a little bit upsetting when you know you've got a full squad and you're all ready and sort of minds on the game to find that out last minute, but from what Alan said I think they left it as late as possible to try and get the game on which is obviously just a bit disappointing but with the game down Wareham off as well obviously I think the weather was probably a bit worse down there than it was up here
0: OK so there were other games obviously in the, in the DPO uh, Bridport 1 Dorch Sports 2 Holt 2 Newton 1 Cobham 2 Bolte nil. Portland nil, Shaftesbury 4, Sherbourne nil, Blanford 2, Swanage nil, Gillingham Town 2. So, Murley Cobham go top of the league on goal difference over Hamrech. They've played a game more. Uh, Hamrech, like I say, are behind on goal difference, and we are two points behind that. So, then there's a bit of a drop-off. So, it's certainly still all to play for. Cobham won another game, so it's uh, leading the way and set, set the standard for the rest of us to follow at the moment. Uh, a couple of things, I guess, we were... We've got to play Blandford in the Cups. So it's a Cups semi final at the weekend. And they had a, well, I guess it's an impressive 2-0 away win at Sherbourne.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see a 2-0 win against Sherbourne when we've got them next week. Speaking to some of the people that play for Sherbourne as well, i have given, us, given me a couple of pointers anyway about the back line and whatnot. So hopefully they don't hear this. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we can get a result. We should be all right. We're looking quite strong.
0: OK, so, on to the reserves game then. Uh, it's a game against Corf Merlin. Um, we get there, it's the game. Oh my God, the wind. I mean, we expect Alvington to be windy, but it was windy, it was cold. The, all four corner flags are blowing in the different directions. It must have made it quite hard, Matty. Uh,
3: yeah, it was, it was difficult. Um, I think I don't know if, if we won the toss, or, or they won the toss. I assume we won it, because we managed to shoot... Um, sort of with the um, well they, they were shooting against the wind first half so it gave us an advantage um, and they sort of struggled to get out so it, yeah it helped us in the beginning Yeah,
0: and we started the game pretty well a couple of early sort of chances um, Joe got in a cross which evaded everyone and uh, Rory got um, Rory got on the end of one which went wide so started strong
3: yeah yeah um, unusual for us. Normally we start slow in the first half and, and come good in the second half. It's but opposite opposite this weekend. We started pretty sharp, straight on them, didn't give them no time. Um, they resulted in playing short because if they played long, the ball would just coming back to them or winning the headers because of the wind. Um, so yeah, we started pretty sharp and yeah, a lot of chances to begin with. Um, yeah, Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: And it felt like a goal was coming and eventually it did. And... Came from well, two of the young lads in the side, sort of a, a run through from Isaac and gets on to Luca and Luca finished really well.
3: Yeah, yeah, Luca's done well all game really, and Isaac's always got a lot of energy and he's he's not he's not shy from getting on the ball and sticking his foot in. Um, so with the young players they were quite energetic and able to get around the Corf uh, Mullen um, defence, which is pretty slow, and yeah, Lucas Martin was pretty pretty tidy finish, sort of curled it. I I don't know how far out he was, maybe
2: just about the edge of the box wasn't it. It's yeah
3: maybe it. inside the box I just curled it into the far corner so yeah pretty good finish from like, how old he is 17 is he oh, 18 yeah. 17 so pretty good finish really yeah
0: okay and we continue to pile on a bit of pressure really and eventually we get a second and obviously we were all there watching it was a, another good finish and, I mean it was a mistake from the back but when it fell to he finished very well yeah, I can't remember the second goal. You remember it, Josh? <laughs> I wasn't there. Okay. I was walking back over. Okay. <laughs> Mike,
3: um, the second goal.
0: The there's a def- defender or the goalkeeper screwed out a clearance and he went straight to Luca, 20 yards out, and he sort of passed it round them all into the bottom corner. It was a very, another very well executed finish. But, yeah, um, yeah, Okay. Cheers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of. We thought we were going to get to half time fairly comfortably at 2 0, but just before the break. Um, Sort of Cawthorn and had their only chance at the half, really, and it, if I can anyone remember this before I ask them, uh, remember, produced a produced a great save chance. from from Rich Pippin <laughs>
3: No, I don't remember that at all. No, I can't, <laughs> I can't remember Pippin having to do anything. In <laughs> I remember, the, yeah, I did remember the save. It was a save. I remember a save, yeah, it was a pretty good save. Uh, they come from probably their only bit of good play in the sort of He's hit it well from outside the box and Pips dived to his top right-hand corner, I think, and tipped that over. That sounds I f- good. I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> that I is literally that. the only shot they had probably <laughs> in, the first half. in the first half, maybe the game, I don't know. I remember that goal.
0: Okay, so we got to half-time at 2-0 and we'd been pretty dominant, really, and it was, we'd had more chances. It was could have been more. So what was the message from the, from the managerial team at half-time, mate?
3: Just carry on doing what we are doing, really. Um, we were, and times hitting errors in the first half which is good with our pasty players, but obviously the second half is going to be more difficult against the wind. So it's just in terms of doing, putting in uh, like small triangles and getting in around the Koppen and defence and do the same, really.
0: Um. So the second half started, and it's sort of... Obviously, we're against the wind this half, and it was the conditions were still just as bad. And from a from a spectator point of view, I'll to throw this out to one of you two, for the first sort of 25 minutes of the game, it just sort of felt like, nothing happened, the game was just being played in there, we never looked really like scoring they never looked like scoring and it was horrible conditions to watch in, horrible conditions to play in and the game just carried on
1: Yeah, I think uh, the reserves sort of lost their tempo a little bit without the wind and they didn't really have to push that much to be honest so in pretty nasty conditions it just seemed like nothing was happening say so the wind was sort of swirling the whole way around the pitch, it wasn't exactly going one particular direction so I think I think they just did it all they had to do they were never really under pressure but then they never seemed to push on because it wasn't really necessary for them to do it
0: to be honest and then as the game got on we started to make a few chances out of uh, things and um, Rory was was put through again and, and put his drag shot sort of wide of the post um, but then we did get a third it when it was a uh, Luca involved again and a good finish from another of our young lads you want to talk about this one Josh
2: Dan Ewins was playing fullback not he left back.
0: He started left back, but then he moved up to left midfield so when after yeah. when Scott Morgan came in.
2: I saw the, the finish; was it was a bloody good finish, and I thought if was playing left back, fair so play to playing him. Playing in midfield, but point. if he was playing in midfield, uh, he looks like a good, a good player. To be fair to him, and I've been informed he scores a couple of goals as well and gets his gets his tally up a bit. But not really much to say. It was a good ball from Luca, and he's outside, It was inside the foot, wasn't it? And he spanked it off the post. Good goal not really much you can say
0: No, very good controlled finish because it's easier to knock them over the bar isn't it So uh, then came nearly fantastic goal a, a, a long ball from Jack Dicker found Steve Flynn and his audacious lob didn't quite make it
1: <laughs> no well, Steve had only been on like two minutes at that point didn't he and then it looked like he was come straight on and charged through but yeah he was unlucky unlucky with the finish
0: because it nearly crept in didn't it And also following that, the moment that ruled Jack Dicker out of the Man of the Match Award and Clubman of the Year Award when he smashed the ball out of the ground into the road somewhere, never to be seen again. (laughs) Yeah, three-match ban. Get him out of the club. I
2: reckon that cleared the road. I reckon it went over the road to Westlands. Yeah. Airfield.
0: Well, if it did, I might get it back because I know the firemen who patrol it, so there we go. Um, And then... um, Matty, you were involved in the final goal of the uh, our final goal of the game, uh, laid in Steve Flynn, and All you finished guys, nicely.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take much really. To- <laughs> I think it was just a throw-in and just come to my feet and just turned and crossed it and Stephen tapped in, really. It wasn't oh. nothing special, but... Don't have to do yeah. yourself, mate. <laughs> like, goals in there, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but, <I> mean, <laughs> it didn't take much for really just break their defence down,
0: so... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'll remember that next season. And um, apparently, well, there was a consolation <laughs> goal for corth Mullen. I uh, didn't see it myself. I was either recording a bit of this podcast or tweeting out about our goal and um, yeah. somehow they scored, I guess. Well, can you talk to the goal first off?
3: Well, I didn't really see him himself The ball booted up from defence Looked round the minute Matey's he's in And just lobbed our keeper Quite a good finish but a good <laughs> I think Bertie You think Bertie said himself He was briefly chatting to Brandon, I think Or something <laughs> After the goal He didn't really know What happened just Looked round and ball mm. in
0: And I guess from a You know, when you're on A bit of good form And you're winning games it's, it's disappointing to give up a, che- a clean sheet Quite so cheaply
3: Yeah, it, I think um, the, the whole of defence Is pretty annoyed Because um, we only conceded One goal since November Since then um, and we've had many clean sheets, so yeah, it's our second goal we've conceded now since November. So yeah, we want to try and stop that, but it was pretty confident performance in the end.
0: Yeah, very good result. Uh, other results in the Dorset Senior League were Benminster 3, Blandford 6, Chickle 1, uh, Broadstone 0, Dorset Sports Reserves 3, Allendale 2. Uh, and Tisbury against Cranbourne was postponed so that leaves the reserves seven points clear at the top of the league that has to be sort of uh, with the caveat that Meertown have a game in hand so could reduce the gap uh, four points and that Meertown have three games in hand so quickly Tisbury. doing mass- uh, sorry, Tisbury have three games in hand which leaves them three points behind if they win all of their games Okay, the under-18s didn't play this week They've only got one match left Which is a cup final uh, The cup final uh, will be held the first Sunday in May And that will be at Bridgewater Town FC And a two o'clock kickoff. We'll remind you nearer the time Okay, so The other thing I just want to talk about uh, Just a couple of cup draws this week really uh, So We'll start with the Champions League draw Harry, I guess you're not too pleased with it <laughs> Absolutely delighted <laughs> get the uh, best sides out uh, as uh, is possible isn't it yeah yeah, they're overrated City aren't they new ground as well <laughs> I mean look at, look at this another way though if you City's uh, fixture list at that time now goes Spurs Crystal Palace Spurs Spurs United they ain't going to win all those games it's just well. which ones <laughs> which ones they win and which ones they slip up in. and if the, the one they draw is a league it might cost them. if the one they draw is a Champions League game they might still win the next one it's a, but it's a big few fixtures for them Played five, won five, scored twenty five. <laughs> yeah,
1: I personally think City <laughs> will win all of those games. Yeah, I, well they have got a hell of a squad and they and they can deal with any fixture congestion, so but new stadium for Spurs and that'll be the first European game there, so it will be quite quite looking forward to it.
0: Um, but I mean Matthew it says something about the you know it's not been great over the last few years but all of a sudden there's four English sides in the quarter finals it's saying something about the strength of the English game at the moment
3: yeah so four English sides through the um, Champions League and both sides through the Europa League as well so all six sides through the um, European
1: qualifying stages so that's
3: pretty second
1: good second time this has happened Can't in the last good. 20 years or so, and something last one was Spain in like 10 years you ago you shouldn't so know stats like that you've been away I read it, I read it somewhere <laughs> on Twitter I don't know yeah. might have just made it up then <laughs> just for the podcast
0: okay so here's a question for you Josh how many, how many English sides will be in the semi-finals
2: will be in the semi-finals yeah. well you've definitely got Spurs or City so that's one yeah. <laughs> uh, Liverpool will beat Porto who have United got? Oh, Barcelona. Yeah, United won't be there. So two, <laughs> we have <a> two. <laughs> two. I, any disagreements on that? Uh, I would say
0: two. Yeah. Yeah. So same. Same two. Oh, well, we're well, definitely going to have one. I've got
1: a funny feeling United are going to do Barcelona. <laughs> I reckon I, they will. I, I reckon
0: I'm, I'm going to keep a hold of this clip <laughs> and play it back to you uh, after those games. Yeah. Not even. <laughs> we'll I can't even bring too. myself to yeah, think yeah. about that, unfortunately. Um. Okay, so is there one of those games that, I mean, to be fair, there's some decent games in there. Is there one that you're, aside from your own sides, is there one that either, any of you would pick out as a game you really want to watch?
2: I'd, I wouldn't pick any of the Premier League sides. I'd pick the Ajax game. Ajax, uh, Juve, I think, has got potential. Juve scoring a lot of goals, and Ajax, just a young side a lot of energy and to be fair, I think next year a lot of their players might leave They're and go to other fun. places. Some of them are already gone. So. But they've got, they've got, to be there still, they've, they've got a good chance.
1: It's a surprise package, are not they? And they've actually been quite enjoyable to watch when you've watched their games. I think the group, who they have in the group? Was it Madrid? No, Madrid. They beat Madrid in the last one. Mm. and then someone in the group they played was big side remember, was in their group. I want that. Well, I watched a couple of the games and they are, they are a really good side to watch. So. Yeah, you always get one every year that crops up It's quite exciting
2: and new. Have a lot of their players already left,
0: have they? Uh, a couple of them have signed deals already to go in the summer, so yes. And I'm sure there'll be more as well. So Um Okay, and the FA Cup as well. Uh City versus Brighton and Watford versus Wolves. Um faster. <laughs> I mean so who who is City gonna play in the final? You not see Wolves. Wolves. Really not <laughs> right. Oh, Wolves. That um, well, that was easy. Yeah, definitely Wolves. I mean I was I mean let's let's move on to this so I was going to say so this is City's cup draw this year in the Champions League they've had Leon, Hoffenheim and Shakhtar in the group followed by Schalke and Spurs obviously difficult but, right, but we're talking out of who they could have faced it's yeah. possibly kinder than some of the others Juve or Barca or Liverpool or even the United they wouldn't have wanted from the Derby po- they wouldn't have wanted United from a Derby point of view FA Cup, they faced Rotherham, Burnley, Newport, Swansea and now Brighton. And in the League Cup, Oxford, Fulham, Leicester, Burton in the semis and obviously Chelsea in the final. So there was a couple of difficult games in there. But I mean, if, if, if you were picking your own cup draws, you couldn't ask them much better than that, could you?
1: Are you saying there's something corrupt
0: going on there, Phil? <laughs> no, I'm just saying the cup draws incredibly kind to them. And if, yeah. there's, a, if there's a year... The team's going to do the quadruple when you need a bit of luck. Yeah. They've had that luck. Combine that with the Swansea match where if there had been VAR, they wouldn't have had the win. They had a soft penalty, of an offside winning goal. Is this the year that someone does the quadruple? It's, no,
1: I still don't think they'll win the Champs League.
2: I, I the think the, think the, the thing is, I don't think it matters at the moment who City play. <laughs> I just think they'll win. I can't see them dropping points or losing. Hopefully, hopefully Spurs... They're coming from a Chelsea fan this is a horrible thing to say hopefully Spurs beat them <laughs> hopefully but I just want an English side in the, in the final that would be nice guaranteed okay
0: well see what happens uh, in the FA Cup uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd almost say that was guaranteed but it would be nice from a I don't know I'd like, to see, I'd like to see Watford or Wolves win it to be honest I don't know why I just Hist- hist- history with Wolves, maybe this, this historical fact yeah. of the side they were in the 50s and 60s, and and even you know Watford with you know the unfortunate cup ties they had in the 80s and nearly getting there as a small club, it'd be good to see them win. Okay, so one of the, I've got another question for you. Um, Newcastle this year in the league, they've played 31 matches, right? After 31 matches last year, they had won the same amount of games they've won this year, drawn the same amount lost the same amount, scored exactly the same number of goals and conceded exactly the same number of goals. (laughs) Now, if there's a definition of no improvement, this is it. (laughs) But what do we think about it? Should they be looking to get better year on year or is the fact that they've not really spent money but stayed the same a fact that shows that they've improved?
1: Where, Where are they in the table compared to last year? I don't know Because if they were like 12 places above <laughs> But
0: so surely the measure of you Is how many no. Additional points you have yeah. Is it? Or yeah of course.
1: They're in a difficult but position yeah. they. What, what Benitez has got to do there Is pretty tough And they, they don't get any Any real budget Do they And I think any backing from the 13th. board too. So if he can keep them In the Prem I think that that's, that's just a success For them isn't Seven it So.
3: Relegation 13
1: We think
0: Newcastle is safe
3: Yeah Easy Easy I think so is anyone, I think
0: well. is anyone worried for Burnley yet? I say worried I mean that implies yeah. that you care But I mean
2: you know. Just, do just think, you think I they might care. go down? I was <laughs> just about to say I don't care But No no, They'll be alright I think I think Burnley will be alright
3: well, if, if Cardiff win the game in hand Burnley are in the They're in there Relegation yeah.
2: zone So yeah they got to be
0: worried Okay, am another Not worried for them uh, <laughs> Sort of final footballing question For you Harry really Spurs are looking to have a Underground station renamed Tottenham Hotspur, yeah. which is something Arsenal did a while ago. And um, Transport for London quoted them fourteen point seven million pounds to do this. Yeah. Um, it's a for could J. you could you not just give them Vincent Janssen?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah, I think well, I think we, um, we 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 challenged it didn't, it, didn't we? And then the pill uh, we, we got it overturned. But how can you put? A, how where's that figure come from? Fourteen point <laughs> seven million. But, but and Vincent Janssen's probably probably <laughs> a good, I good exchange
3: I don't think I've enough Vincent Janssen <laughs> <That's> <laughs> as well. <laughs>
2: and who's he going to be given to <laughs> who's going to just drop him off at the probably. Arsenal station <laughs> <laughs>
0: ok right just to finish in a couple of our final questions for you uh, off topic one easy one and one which should get you in hot water with some people but we'll see how we go <laughs> so first one we'll bring the algebra next time you're on Matty um, so next week. Matty would you rather shoot spaghetti out your fingers or <laughs> sneeze meatballs
3: sneeze meatballs no
0: way <laughs> Harry no <laughs> like
1: Spider-Man I'm
2: actually math and I think about this one I'd- Josh no 100% I'd shoot spaghetti out my fingers I'd be like Spider-Man but like Noodle Boy yeah
1: I can't see any benefits from shooting meatballs out your nose <laughs> to be honest <laughs> other than
2: you can eat them again mm-hmm. but you can eat yeah, because meatballs yeah. are nice Yeah, I'd shoot spaghetti
0: Okay, uh, and this is the controversial one. You can m- make friends or make enemies with this question. Uh, pineapple on pizza is it okay.
2: Doesn't bother me. It's edible. It's all right. It's not right. It's a fruit. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Tomato. Toma-
0: I mean, tomatoes are fruit, and you put that on pizza. Uh, yeah, true. I had. I, had a, um, I ordered a fruit
1: salad in China. And uh, there was 20-plus tomatoes in my fruit salad, which I was not (laughs) impressed with. And half a handful of dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, as the saying goes, knowing that tomato knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit but wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad is that, is that how it goes
2: fruits. okay so I, I think
0: we better call an end to this right here uh, we are available on Apple Google Spotify and all good podcast providers please get in touch you can use the hashtag WFC pod on Twitter or contact us via any of our other social media outlets you can also send us a voice memo if you fancy hearing your voice on this particularly now we think we may have mastered the fact of the uh, ability to edit but we'll see how we get on I'd like to thank Josh Payne Harry Gibbs and Matt Phillips their time this evening and wish our sides the best of luck at this weekend. See
1: you all later.